and welcome to the Three Inning Save podcast. In one of my favorite podcasts that isn't the Three Inning Save podcast, Good oh, Job Brain, they frequently lead off with a segment because it's a trivia-ish podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, they lead off with a segment called Um Actually, which is a, a <laughs> okay. corrections segment. And uh, I, you asked me a trivia question. I got it wrong. I said Kyle. Excuse me. I said ian anderson when right, the answer was, was kyle, kyle right. right but i was way closer than you were giving me credit for yes in fact so you got it wrong and then i got it wrong because <laughs> you we you you said ian anderson and i and i launched into a had to be a 17 minute run on ian thomas <laughs> who i just i i know who ian anderson is i know like who you were talking about and yet I my brain went Ian Thomas and talked about it. Someone tweeted at us and like I looked and was like, Oh yeah, I did completely mess that up. Like it's one of those in the moment you don't even realize. But like but I will say I'm glad I brought him up because he did really look like Clayton Kershaw. I mean, in a way, like, you know, in a in a like, oh, that's he could be like in the Hyunjin Ryu Ramen commercial uh stand in for Kershaw kind of way, you know, like mm-hmm. um but yeah, that was. Uh, Whereas Ian Anderson is one of the like three or four yeah. Braves that year that looked like Charlie Culberson, right? Uh, so, yes. uh, yeah. And he, to, he, to clarify, Ian Anderson Swanson. started a game two as Kyle Wright started a game three, so I mixed yeah. up by one game. The, the so Dan I got the question Swanson, right Charlie as well Culberson. as far as I'm. I'm we we go, the point is we go on tangents and, and now we have some time <laughs> to go on tangents. Yes, because, and if you're wondering why we haven't been talking about the Dodgers, all well, it's because they stunk and it's not fun to talk about, but we're gonna do it anyways. Uh, we're a little long, so we'll do that now. We'll take a break now, and then we'll talk about a pretty wretched game three. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
So I, there's uh, you and I were talking right before we went on that this is like the least Dave Roberts scene. Like, like cer- certainly some people are blaming Dave Roberts because it's it, I we've talked about this ad nauseum. Easy to blame the manager than the player because you can be the manager. You can make making the decisions. And I th- I, I think you, like I get that. Like, yeah, maybe Lance Lynn should have come out like. A home run or two earlier, <laughs> uh, but at the minute you were starting Lance Lynn in Game Three. That you were gonna get about you were you had to have expected three of them, right? So the four, you know, or five, I guess, if depending on how you want to count a, a foul ball home run. On a text chain with family, um, like in the couple weeks, like leading up to the postseason, my whole thing was about Lance Lynn. I said you you let him go until he gets to like six or whatever innings, or when he gives up the third home run, you pull him. And, like, you know, like, that was sort of my, like, sort of jokey guideline. But you don't, you also don't expect, like, things just happen so fast in the series. Even when they didn't, like, so the the fateful inning in game three was the third. And here, this is just a, a sad statement. Like, game three was their best game because they had two innings where they weren't trailing. Hey, (laughs) that's that's how badly the Dodgers were beaten in this series. And it's weird to say that because the last two games were four two, but they felt like a billion to nothing. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, well, we'll we'll, we'll, I have a we'll end on another sort of sad thing to the or at least in this segment. But like, yeah, they're just not like almost literally nothing went right. Like, you know, nothing going according to plan. But but you're right. Like, the you know. It's easy to you could you can ignore most of the the Dave Roberts stuff. I will say the the only thing that like because I thought I thought after 2019 that was such a egregious like yeah. loss <laughs> like where you're like you could see like had ownership just decide like you know what like we we got to do something right yeah. because at that point they quote they hadn't won it they obviously they had the two pennants right so you're again you're it would have been a rash decision. But, like, you could see why someone would make that decision yeah. at that time. Now it's like, okay, like, it's hard to see. But it's also the thing where if you want to shake something up, you you can't, like the old statement, you can't fire 25, or play, I guess it's 26, now you can't fire 26 players, right? You can change the manager or whatever, or the hitting coach, or, you know, something like that. But, like, I, they don't, they, this front office... Does that strike me as a rash decision maker? I mean, maybe, you know, also sometimes fans are just angry, right? Like you just, they just want to see something different and it feels like this is their thing now, like, (laughs) which is like weird. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a bad thing. But like you mentioned, so Lance Lynn, right? Gave up the four home runs in a six batter stretch. It was, it got to like a comical stage near the end of that run. Now, Dave Roberts was asked, you talked about the Roberts thing, like, he had Caleb Ferguson warming, um, and I think, I forgot who he said, I think he wanted to go to him for Alec Thomas, who was the lefty at hitting eighth, seventh or eighth, and, um, and like, he was just, you know, I, I don't, like, after the two home runs, like, he just, like, didn't expect Lynn to give up two more. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, but the, the funny part is, I think it was, it was the last two were back-to-back, and Gabriel Moreno was the fourth. So he's up. They they kept Lynn in for him. 
he hits a fly ball down the right field line that was called a home run initially. He ran, he ran to the bases, if I'm not mistaken. And but then it was reviewed and it was foul and it was like by review clearly foul like at the time could have been a home run whatever and then but like immediately next pitch hit it (laughs) a billion feet to left center like just I mean yeah it was just it was you just have to laugh at that point right like like uh, so and then the funny so here's the other sad part so Lynn then is pulled right the Dodgers are down four nothing. He went two and two thirds innings, which makes him the horse of this staff in the series. Like um, fourteen outs, 13, 13 runs uh, for the Dodgers starters this series. You just, Jeez, you just can't you just can't compete. Ryan Pepio, um, uh, I said this like ahead of time. Like but I thought, he, you know what's funny is if the offense was at all like the regular season, they would they would have been up two games. <laughs> right, you, you, right, you. you you could see that, like, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, in game one, they weren't going to win. Like, yeah, Johnson correct. Yeah, but, but, I right, wasn't. You, I know what you mean. <laughs> I, had no I know hopes what you mean. There. <laughs> but like, so Ryan Pepio didn't pitch at all. Do I guess the other, if you the other sort of thing, like if if you're sort of nitpicking with like Roberts, right, is that he said he's going to manage with urgency, like in game two, he's going to manage like it's game seven, then he's going to manage game three, like it's game seven. He didn't manage game three, like it's game seven, but also. They didn't give up a run after Lynn, right? So, like, it, it kind of worked. He mentioned in the in-game interview with Lawrence Jihadi, it did not come up post-game that I saw, but he said he was also thinking ahead to games four and five as to why, like, I guess Pepio wasn't in at that point. I forgot what – I don't remember if they did in the third or the fourth. It was probably the fourth. Um, so, I would imagine – that's the other interesting thing because, obviously, they were insistent that Kershaw starting game four – and you wonder how quick of a hook he would have had. And but I think it was clear that Ryan Pepe was going to figure prominently into that game. But again, didn't they didn't get to that game? So like it's, it's all moot. Um, the other uh, uh, thing was uh, you know in that group like uh, Gratterall and Phillips went late. Vessia was in between, but Grove, Michael Grove had like the sort of the the pivotal thing that where it could have gotten way out of hand. Like in the fifth, he he uh, he came in. Ferguson did uh, relieve Lynn, and then he walked someone in the fifth. Uh, he was still in at that point. And then Grove got two outs, but also walked two to load the bases. But then he just let him pitch out of it. like, And he fell behind 3-1, could have walked in another run, but he got a ground out to end it. So, like, didn't give up a run. So, like, the bullpen, you know, they did his job. It's fine. Um, the Dodgers did rally uh, in the seventh. They got four straight singles. Uh, for two runs, they got to within four two, the same score of game two. Uh, then when the Diamondbacks went to the left-hander Andrew Salfrank with two on and two outs, they only had one right-handed batter uh, left on the bench. Um, Kiki Hernandez started game three over Outman, James Outman in center. Um, that was the one sort of lineup. They also moved J.D. Martinez to third, Will Smith fifth. Um, Chris Taylor pinch hit earlier in the game for Jason Hayward and stayed in. Wait, did he pinch it for Peralta? I think he was Peralta. Whatever. Yeah, it was one of those two. Um, but and Kike and Taylor had the two RBI singles in the seventh. So like, but no Ahmed Rosario on the roster, as we you know mentioned before. Um, the Dodgers went to Austin Barnes, who uh, grounded out on the first pitch. So end end of that threat, right? And I think that's that's sort of the the spot that Rosario was basically for, right? Like, so I guess you you can look at it in that respect now. Who knows how things could have gone? 
the Diamondbacks weren't ever going to start at a left-handed starter. They don't have one. <laughs> so, like, you're, you're basically, you used Colton Wong in the right spot to use Colton Wong in that he pinch hit for Miguel Rojas in game two in a spot where he's a better offensive choice to potentially, you know, get a big number or get a, a big inning or whatever. So, but what you gain there, you also lose defensively. So, what you could have gained there was that worth not having Rosario uh, over Barnes in Game Three, right? That's I guess that's that's the calculation when they're making the roster. But again, um, the front office sets the roster. Like you know, that's that's the other thing. Like I'm, it's obviously there's there's collaboration and all that kind of stuff. But like. Um, that that's where it comes down to it, and, and that's one of those problems. Like they always say, like um, it's like a fifty-five forty-five decision or something like that, where it's could go kind of either way. They just sort of opted um, one way, and it um, it just didn't work out, right? <laughs> like they just um, ran out. But I think the bigger thing, obviously, um, I didn't even put it in the notes because we we sort of talked about it last game. But Mookie Betts, his first hitless postseason series of his career, is zero for eleven. Uh, Freeman was one for 10 and the hit was an infield single. They didn't do anything. Um, Will Smith in the ninth, he singled, he had three hits in game three. He had five hits in the series. Uh, he tripled in game two, um, and doubled in game three, no tripled in game one, excuse me, doubled in game three. He had two of the Dodgers, four extra base hits in the series. Again, sad. Um, but it was also a silver lining because Smith hadn't really hit in like the last two plus months of the season. So like that was at least good to see. Um, Chris Taylor followed Smith with a drive that was, I believe it was 407 feet off the bat um, to dead center, deepest part of the ballpark, right into the glove of Alec Thomas, just ahead of the wall. Yeah. Baseball Savant, of course, says uh, it was a it would have been a home run in 22 of 30 parks, but the Dodgers weren't playing in one of those 22, <laughs> so that's a sort of a key thing there. Um, but like, <laughs> here's the the other sad part I was getting to: the fact that an almost tie <laughs> is like what we're clinging to as hope for maybe the like the Dodgers' best chance at offense underscores how bad they were. Right? They scored in. Well, they scored six total runs, two runs each game. Uh, they scored in five of 27 innings in the entire uh, series. So, uh, or no, excuse me. Uh, wait, yeah, four of 27 innings. It's even worse. Yeah, it was a bad series, Jacob. I don't know if you, don't know if you remember yeah, this. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hopefully won't remember it much longer. So, but we can remember something here in a second. Uh, for the series, the Dodgers did hit 177, 248, 250. Uh, their 498 OPS was their fourth lowest for a single postseason series. Can you name any of the three uh, putrid Dodgers offensive playoff this series? This is all time. Were worst. Yes. I will uh, I'll give it a shot. I can at least make up years, and then you'll tell that's me right. I didn't make the playoffs that year, and I'll be embarrassed. But that's, that's you know what? Being embarrassed is just par for the course uh, right now, so we'll, we'll go with that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
And that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Name any of the three worst OPS by Dodgers team in a playoff series. Yeah. So the first one that came to mind. Actually, the first one. The first thing that came to mind was, um, and this is not a guess, so don't say anything. Is the uh, 2019 NLDS, and but that's just because of how bad AJ Pollock was. Uh, that really sticks up. Um, <laughs> actually, and I actually I thought you were asking about uh, a player, a single, yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, okay. So as a he team, was so bad. And he, but, but what a turnaround! Like, yeah, later. But yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. That was that was incredibly bad. Yeah. Um, the first year that came to mind series was the 2015 NLDS against the Mets. Um, so I, I don't think that was that bad because I also think the Dodgers had a, a good game in there. Mm. Um, but I, 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 I seem to recall I'm, that was the, the playoff series where, uh, Molly kept tweeting, Molly Knight kept tweeting a lot of holes in this lineup. <laughs> so, and it was like um, Justin Turner and that was it. So, uh, six twenty six OPS that series, they did score 18 runs in five games, but they did have, oh, so it's propped up a little bit because, the blowout Mets win in Game Three. It was thirteen to seven. So like the Dodgers <laughs> scored. I believe. Uh, wait, someone did something late in that game. Who knows? I'm not looking it up. Uh, I think it was Howie Kendrick maybe hit like a late home run or something. But that so that was not that was not one of them. I will. Oh, I won't. I will. Say, my hint to you right now is they lost all of these series. So I can tell you my other sort of fun fact about this. I have uh, when you search on Baseball Reference unless. Unless I, there's another way to do it. You have to go series by series. So I searched for like um, their team totals in every division series. Then I searched for team totals in every LCS, then every World Series. So um, their worst NLCS ever, OPS wise, was 579 mm. in 1988 when they won in seven games. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Like, which, which, by the way, uh, eighty-eight and LCS was going to be one of my guesses. Yeah, uh, but so. yeah, that's why. I, that's why I wanted <laughs> to get that out there ahead of time. Jeez. So. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll give you one more hint. You want another hint? Or uh, I'm going to take one more guess and then okay. I'll take a hint. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, two thousand and uh, four NLDS versus the Cardinals. One too because they were sort of uh, obviously Lima time uh, had the shutout. Yep, um, they scored. They actually scored twelve runs in that oh, okay. one. So in, in four games, uh, six ninety nine OPS. Okay. It wasn't the best. They hit they had some power. Um, yeah, Sean Green hit three solos. That was basically their most. I'll of their never power. forgive you, Sean Green. Ruining yeah. my ruining my shot at trivia. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I'll give you a hint. the there's the the three worst. Uh, there are there's one uh, NLDS and two World Series. Okay. Is the NLDS in the odds? No. Okay, I'm not gonna bother with that. Uh, is the World Series? Are they still kind. Of, is is it 2018? No. Okay. Um, then I'm tapping out. I've put my guesses in. Anything else my, would literally be the Dodgers were in the playoffs that year. So my my other hint was uh, going to be the in the World Series one one each in LA and Brooklyn. Okay. Um, Dodgers in the 2018. They weren't good in 2018 World Series either. 550 OPS. Okay. 16 runs in in five games. Yeah. Um, okay, so the the I'll go um, you know third to first 1920 World Series against Cleveland. These are one of the things where I just really wish I had just like thrown that out there. Just to... <laughs> Zach Wee, man, gotta think about it. <laughs> well, exactly, Zach um, Wee. How yeah. they could never. Oh, yeah. he should blip so, them up to the eight hundreds by himself. Yeah, they had a four seventy seven cool. OPS in that series, so it's, it was best of nine that year. They lost in seven. Um, they, uh, I have to look. I think I had it open earlier. Hold on, I think it was. I want to make sure I get this right because it was a it was a very sad ending to it. Yeah, so uh, Brooklyn was up two games to one. And then they scored one, one, zero, and zero, and lost the last four. Uh, they scored eight runs in seven games in the series. Um, that so that that's like their worst. Have you have you seen this poster them. that's on the Wikipedia page for it? I gotta send. This gotta uh, make the show notes. Okay. Um, then so uh, then the second worst OPS was another division series, uh, nineteen ninety six against the Braves. Um, similar, so home field advantage back then was weird in that it meant, uh, the road team was, or the worst team was home first for two games and then the best team was home for three games. So the Braves, the, that was like, you know, the peak, peak Braves was, um, uh, they won the first two games at Dodger stadium, just like Arizona did. And then they shut, uh, they, um, shut the Dodgers down in game three in Atlanta uh, so the 96 NLDS, they scored five runs in that series with a 425 OPS. So five runs uh, is the, the fewest in the Dodgers for an NLDS. But the worst of all time is the uh, 1966 Dodgers in the World Series. 417. They got swept by the Orioles. It was their third pennant in four years, the Dodgers. 
They scored two runs in the first three innings of game one, and then they did not score the rest of the series. 33 innings in a row without a run. They scored two runs in four games. So you're not going to win that many um, series. And I have not pulled up this. Um, I want to give you my live reaction. Oh, man, that's a yeah, that's a classic. Wilbur Robinson. The yeah. man o' war of the 1920 baseball <laughs> season. And also interesting year, I'll have to, uh, I want to research a little bit because they were still the Robins, but they were yeah. on, but they were still also the Dodgers. So it was right. uh, the, sort of the transitional time. Zach Wheat had a 765 OPS. So I'm was, telling you, man, imagine how bad they would be without Zach Wheat. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, yeah. Ivy, Ivy Olsen had a 753, and it was all, all pretty bad after that. God, was it, was it already? Man, it was already three years ago now. I wrote about, I did a week-by-week look back at the 1920 team in 2020. Now, again, in fairness, I started that because there was more time at the start of the season because there was no no baseball going on. Um, And I was trying to figure out stuff to do. Um, But that was a trip uh, going back through. Well, A, it's harder to get, you know, there's fewer, like, newspaper things and stuff. But there's there's definitely interesting stuff. There was a... In that World Series, I forget which one of the Dodgers pitchers, um, but he got arrested for scalping tickets. <laughs> it was like a big controversy. And then to the point where, like, <laughs> I believe Charles Charles Ebbets, like, swore that he'd never pitch for the Dodgers again, and he, like, was traded in the offseason. It was, it was hilarious. I forgot who it was. I, I will find that and look, try to include it. But, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's where we're <sighs> All right. So, um... I guess we look forward. Oh, it's too early to be looking forward. This is yeah. definitely, but this is way, I don't want to say enjoyable because it's not enjoyable. It's less painful, let me put it that way, than say last year with a bunch of close games. Um, uh, and, and they had 1-1 one, one, and they're like, ooh, we're, we're close. And, you know. We're, is, I guess, I, I guess, how is it because like, because those games could have gone either way, is that what it is? Like, because like it's, could, it seems like this series was just like it just didn't. Oh, they're just bad, feel right? There, right? And I think like, also last just, year they did win 111 games. Like they were yeah. just like, and, and they had it felt like they had everything you needed, right? The starting pitching was good, the bullpen right. was good, the offense, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just, th- this year, I mean, we were talking like, like I don't wasn't sure how they won 100 games, right? Yeah. Like you know. And also, they were very clearly like we talked about. Well, our our uh, pitching roster isn't going to be conventional. We're going to have big boy stuff, and they yeah. didn't have the big boy stuff. But like, <laughs> like man, it was just it just went about as bad as you could possibly like imagine. Like, but yeah, I I you know I I agree with you in that it's it's definitely different. But I, I was trying to just figure out why, and I think it really is just because the like they were just so thoroughly beaten. Yes, like, and like. <laughs> So you're just every like, oh, game okay. kind of got to the point where like, oh, OK, this is just you just got to have to yeah. laugh at this point. Um, right. And like you said, even though technically the games were close and they, they never felt close. So you never had that like yeah. real gripping uh, like the bullpen meltdown from last year in the Padres. That was, you know, the Dodgers had a lead. It was going to be great. And then it went away. Yeah. All um, right. What other sad news can we talk about? So. So we're basically like it's not technically the off season, although I mean it is in a way, like just yeah. because obviously they don't have games. It's not a transactional like, off season yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so I, I I think chief among the the sort of decisions here is like what what's next for Clayton Kershaw, and 
it's very like up in the air, right? Like we don't know. He's still like unwilling to like say, you know, publicly like what what's up with the shoulder. Like he was very sort of cagey about it. I will say uh, Andy McCullough in the Athletic, who by the way has a book about Clayton Kershaw coming out uh, next May, uh, and I, I predict that will be in a fantastic book. Um, he wrote something after the series about Kershaw, and he just noted like. Kershaw, uh, Clayton, and his wife Ellen are going to take like you know a uh, longer time this offseason. If you remember last year, I believe he sort of he agreed to like return like within like five days of free agency yeah, or it was something. Sweet. <laughs> and then and then like they didn't finalize it till like for about like a month. But like it was it was he was he was he was back this year. They're going to take some time. Uh, so the way um, Andy put it in his story, Kershaw is quote, considering undergoing additional uh, examination on his left shoulder. Bill Plunkett uh, sort of worded it this way in the Orange County Register, quote, another examination of his shoulder, perhaps by a doctor not associated with the team, is likely Kershaw's next step. So, like, I'm sure that's that's going to factor in hugely whether he pitches again. Uh, Plunkett went on to sort of, you know, theorize or just, you know, plainly state, like, you know, if, if he has to have, like, a surgery or something that's going to, like, knock him out for, like, most or all of 2024, do you even want to go through the rehab process to do that to come back in 2025, right? Like, right. I think that – so that's all, like, I'm sure in weighed into the calculus. And other than that, like, it's it's been this – like, he's – Kershaw's mentioned this multiple times, like, the last couple of years. Like, he basically – he has he has two op- – or three options, I guess, right? two teams the Dodgers or the Rangers if if he if he wants to stay close to home or whatever or retiring like and he's always said like you know unless if it's you know too he doesn't like being hurt I think that's that's a major factor in it so that would be that's why I've sort of been leaning I think that's probably if I had to bet I might bet on retirement but like you know, you never know. Like, it depends what what they find in said examination of his shoulder, and like, um, who knows? But like, that, I think it's just gonna, it's not gonna be a quick decision. So I think we're gonna go, we're gonna be, you know, may, maybe that means Christmas, maybe that means the New Year or whatever. Like right. before we figure, it was weird because during the lockout season, that that was a lot of waiting then, but only because, like, you couldn't. There was nothing after like what was it November thirtieth or whatever that year until March. So there, that was a lot of like worry. Like, is he is he not coming back? Like, what, what's <laughs> happening? And like, and the, but it, once the lockout uh, ended, that all happened pretty quickly again there too. But like, and the, it should yeah. be noted that uh, yeah. if it's not retirement, the uh, obviously there's a lot of reasons for him to come back to yeah. LA. The familiarity, the but one of the big ones was constant winning and the rangers are still in the playoffs so that's right yeah uh that well, here, edge that thing now you could say the codgers are still really oh, yeah. you know the perennial uh at least in the regular season uh baseball right. team along with the uh the braves and i guess the astros uh always contending so he it's you can still maybe hang your hat on making the playoffs more so than the rangers mm-hmm. but it, it ain't it ain't the disparate uh uh gap that it was the last few years you want to you want to hear the the coping response to that is yes. uh, is 
What if the Rangers don't need him now because they have so much pitching? There we go. There we go. <laughs> I mean, they don't, but like, you know. And he's DeGrom, really buddy. He's buddy-buddy with Chris John. Like, that oh, would for still. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, obviously, DeGrom's still hurt. Like, he's going to miss, yeah. I think, is it all of next year? I don't know what his timeline is, but I think because he's had, he had another surgery. But like, you know, Scherzer's going to be there. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, I believe. Is he still there? Is he a free No, he's a free agent. Yeah. So, okay, I'm, I'm, you know what? They need him. Never mind. <laughs> We're back. Um, so, Kershaw is one of 12 Dodgers who are going to be free agents the day after the World Series. J.D. Martinez is the most notable among that list, um, uh, among the rest, I guess. Um, he is, you know, the only one who's who could get, like, a qualifying offer. I believe Joel Sherman Oh, the New York Post last couple weeks ago said a uh, qualifying offer this year is going to be $20.5 million. I think it was 19.65 last year. Um, so, weirdly, like, so when Martinez was a free agent in, uh, in 2017, after 2017, um, he got traded that year, so Arizona couldn't offer him qualifying offer. Last year, Boston did not um, offer him a qualifying offer, so he's eligible to receive a qualifying offer if the Dodgers so choose. Um and he he did really well. Now, obviously, he missed a lot of time, but he was so productive in the games he played. Like he's gonna, he has a chance to cash in. Um. So the other, you know, it's not. I don't want to like discount the rest of the list. Now, obviously, Julio Urias is part of that list too. Currently restricted list. Like again, persona non grata. He would have been a, a qualifying offer guy, you know. Like, but it's like nope. Like he's that's just a, he's just gone right. But um, in the uh, the rest of this list, like it, while they don't seem like big names, it just show if it, it looks, <laughs> it looks back at like the where the Dodgers were at, right? Jason Hayward and David Peralta are free agents. They started all three games of the LDS. Um, Kiki Hernandez and Ahmed Rosario are free agents. They were like the two big trade deadline acquisitions. So that's like a kind of a big chunk of their offense, right? Like. That's that's five guys with Martinez um, who were regulars, like or regular to semi regulars, uh, who are free agents. So that's a big thing um, of the group. Ryan Brazier as well, Shelby Miller in the, out of the bullpen. Uh, Max Muncie is the most likely of the six club options to get picked up. He's at fourteen million. There's no buyout there, but see, it seems like he he they're gonna pick yeah. up his option like. It would have to be like they'd have to show like unreal, um, like confidence. <laughs> It'd be like a, an unprecedented show for them of confidence in like Michael Bush. You know what? We're just gonna go with Michael Bush at third. Like I know they did that with Miguel Vargas at second this year. It didn't work out, but like I, it just as another option. Because even like let's say because I don't I don't know how likely it is JD Martinez is gonna resign. I would imagine not. Like you know. Like, um, you know, there's a certain uh, designated hitter who might solve. Uh, well, we're going to talk about the pitching in a second. Now, 2024, he won't solve it. But yeah. for hitting, a certain, hey. <laughs> certain free agent might might be there. But, like, if they don't do that and, like, Mar- and Martinez goes, it's, they're probably better off if Max Muncy is the DH a good amount of time. Yeah. Because he, um, they they could have better defense, like, just generally. Like, uh, um so, the uh, among the other options, it's weird how this has. There's been like different levels of like thinking this option could go one way or the other. Lance Lynn, eighteen million, first couple weeks with the Dodgers, you're yeah. like, 
you know, it kind of makes sense, you know, like, and then now it's like, I don't, we don't, you don't need to pay for all those home runs, but like, um, Joe Kelly, nine and a half million again, you know, very good reliever to have. How much, how much do you want to pay for like a security blanket? And it is, you know, one that's not going to like electrocute you or whatever, but like, (laughs) um, (laughs) so Daniel, the other three are like all hurt guys. Um, Daniel Hudson, six and a half million. I think he, he was at least close to pitching um, near the end of the year. Like he, he might have joined them had the Dodgers advanced, which they clearly were not capable of doing. Uh, how they played, um, but he may retire too. Like just after going through the knee stuff, like two, you know, coming back from one knee injury, then hurting his knee three games late, his other knee three games later, brutal. Alex Reyes was their sort of hey maybe this guy will help, but he had a second shoulder operation mid season. Not going to be back till like mid next year. He has a three million dollar option. There's like no way that gets picked up. The the eternal Blake uh, Blake trying an option decision happening <laughs> again. Like, yeah, I I don't know the amount of his. It, it's up to seven million, but it, there was like a it was a conditional deal depending on how much he pitched. It might be lower than that. But again, he's pitched five innings in the majors the last year. None of them this year. It's hard to see them like rolling dice. Then again, I mean. Well, I guess it depends on the price, right? Like, because they brought Jimmy Nelson back four years in a row. The last two, or no, this year was a uh, major league deal, but it was also like very low money. So maybe they do something like that. Um, but like, you know, whatever. I, I just think all those guys are pretty likely to get declined. Um, so if you subtract the free agents and you assume Muncie's back, but none of the other option guys are, the Dodgers would have. 36 players on the 40-man roster to sort of start the offseason. Now, they could do some more trimming near the bottom of the roster. There's 13 players eligible for arbitration. One of them is Wander Suero. He does have an option left, but you could see a scenario where they're like, uh, you know, we don't need, like, Wander Suero, like, taking up a spot while we're trying to do stuff during the offseason. They're also going to end up adding, like, prospects, you know, in November. Maybe, but, like, I don't know if it's going to be that many, but, like, you need some space for those guys. So like there were, I, I had read some, some article where it was like, there were a couple names that for sure will get added. Yeah. They're, um, or if not traded, right. It's not. Oh yeah. yeah. So I will, we'll talk about this in a second. Well, I'll just say, we're going to talk about the pitching in a second, but two that come to mind are Nick Frasso and Landon Knack. Yep. Those were the two. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, they're 2020 draftees. Uh, Frasso was drafted by the Blue Jays, but obviously you could trade to the Dodgers, but, you know, Stone, Gavin Stone was a 2020 draftee. Bobby Miller was a 2020 draftee. Kyle Hurt was a 2020 draftee. They're all on the 40-man already. So, like, um, you could see, like, those happening. And they're going to go into the mix. But, like, another guy who's not ARB eligible, but uh, Tyler Sear, he's in in his, like, early 30s. He was on the 60-day IL for a, the major part of the year. You could see a situation where he doesn't last the offseason on the roster. Who knows? But, like um, – but this, all that, um, so, okay. The other thing. So at the start of the off season, you know, they're right now, like right now, the Dodgers, as we speak, have 53 players on their 40 man roster. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's because they have 12 players on the 60 day injury. So <laughs> 10 of those are pitchers, uh, Gavin Lux and Jake Marisnik are the other two. Um, so the players don't don't have to get activate 
quote unquote activated or just removed from the 60 day IL, which takes up a spot until five days after the World Series. So option decisions don't have to happen until five days. They have to happen within the five days after the World Series. So all that stuff, like, because you there, I didn't realize this until the other day, or like, it could have been a scenario where because so they have the 53, right? Uh, you have 12 free agents day one after the World Series. Now you're down to 41. So I was thinking, oh, they have, they're going to have to cut someone in October, you know, to like prepare for that. Be- mm-hmm. But then I didn't realize you don't have to take the 60 guys off until, um, what's it called? Uh, until five days later. So like, but it's still, you know, that's right. Not a lot it's of a, movement. No, right. Clear. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's why I think those other guys will. Get, but then, but then you're looking right. So like Kershaw's a big maybe. Then and then you know obviously Gonsolin's not going to pitch next year. Dustin May is like maybe mid season. So you, you can't you cannot count on him for anything. Like anything he gives you gravy. Right. But you can't go into the off season thinking, well, Dustin May we got at some point. Like <laughs> no, he's he's not a thing until later, right? So here I was just looking like here's who they have on the the forty men who are starters, right? Walker Bueller, who again has not pitched since uh, in a year and a half. Um, uh, the weird thing about Bueller, right? Like this whole they we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, where basically the last three postseasons the Dodgers just ran out of starting pitching. Um, some of that is like terrible timing in terms of like in 2021, Kershaw got hurt the last weekend of the regular season, but then like the they they were as well set up that year, I thought. Um, they you have Scherzer and Bueller pitching like aces. Urias right behind them. They all just ran out of gas, like you know, in the um, in the playoffs, and so and they didn't have anyone behind them. Like it was just it, because Kershaw was out. So like it was a very rough go last year. They're like, well, Gonsolin, uh, he hasn't pitched in six weeks except one little tune-up thing. He'll be fine for the playoffs, <laughs> and then he was not fine. And then we go through this whole year where their pitching depth was so bad that they knew Tony Gonsolin's uh, UCL was torn, like, you know, a few months before he went out. They said, you can keep pitching and you're not going to do more damage to it. Like, and then he just thought, well, he could get through. And, like, he felt obli- – and the, the team wanted him because he felt an obligation um, because they didn't have anyone else. And I'm like, at some point you have to – you have to have depth where you don't have to ask your pitchers to do that. Or like, right. you know, and, and like, but so I will give Bueller and the team who um, credit for this because he was in that situation this year where he was trying to come back. He pitched a rehab game and it was, he was going to be up against the clock, but like he, it was like, he, he might be a guy in October, right? Like, but then he pitched the one rehab game and he said, he just said like, it was too hard to like, recover after the the rehab and they didn't want to rush it right because it could hurt things for next year so they wisely pulled back and said we're going to focus on coming back in 2024 i it it was nice to see that like in some way obviously it would have been great if if Bueller's on the in the rotation or where but like that was not not going to be realistic this year so i think that was a wise move and it's also going to be Bueller's uh walk year for free agency like it's it's a very Weird year now. You obviously gonna have to expect some, you know. There's it's gonna be who knows. It's not gonna be smooth, right? It's it's always coming back from injury. There's always like 
there's rust, there's the command, there's, um, there's a lot of things that go into it, but anyway, he's, he's like, I listed him first. Like, I don't, you know, he's, I don't think he's going to be like opening day. I mean, he could be opening. Who knew? I mean, well, look, that's, that's what the off season is for. I'm just saying right now, Bobby Miller is like the one clear holdover, right? Yep. Because he was so good. Ryan Pepio, who again, did not pitch in the NLDS, but like, He's the the third guy. Emmett Sheehan's the fourth. You're noticing I'm listing. It's all rookies. And then Ryan Yarbrough. Gavin Stone, Kyle Hurt. Those are guys on the 40-man. So, like, I think that it makes it very clear what one of their major, like, focuses or focus is going to be, like, this offseason is they have to get starting pitching, you know? Yeah. Um, no, I, absolutely. Like, I think you're comfortable, like you said, uh, Bobby Miller being a holdover. And yeah. then if you want that five-man rotation – Kind of penciling in a Pepio Sheehan, you know, stone slot in there, but that's you're still, and then the, you, if you give Walker Bueller, you're still two names down, right? Um, that you you need to fill in. Ideally, you would maybe have all of the non Miller rookies kind of be the six man on uh, in the rotation, right? Just and that, to have that's, that and that's kind of how they started this year, or at least in spring training, and then and then it just all went to hell, you know, like like yeah. this. Um, that said, like it is, it's very impressive, like to have those. And, and again, assuming like Nick Frasso and Landon Nat get added, that is a an absurd amount of like usable depth. In that, they're they're guys with options. Um, it's like whoever you need, you can you can you you can plug them in. That that's that's some and you know potentially very good as well. We saw Ryan Pepio make the leap. He didn't. He couldn't throw strikes last year. He was great at throwing strikes this year. Um, Gavin Stone had the trouble this year, uh, home runs, but also throwing strikes, command. Like if he makes this, like not, no, he doesn't have to make a similar leap to Pepio, but like he showed improvement in AAA, like as the season went on. So like there's something to look forward to. Though Sheehan showed improvement this year. He was so good in September. Um, so like yeah, there's a lot to like there. But you're right, like. Uh, you gotta, they gotta get like two starters, I think at least, right? Like, so and if you're gonna, you can't play the signed a Noah Syndergaard, and that's one. You can make those deals. I like those deals. They, sure. they frequently, not always, uh, Noah Syndergaard work out for the Dodgers, but that that's kind of like a an upside play, and you need to really increase the the, the floor of this rotation. And and I would argue, like, like I included Ryan Yarbrough in this. But ideally, he's not in your rotation. He's, right. He's the occasional guy in your rotation. You know, like, he's the occasional start guy, but also, like, you know, fill in as you need guy. Like, so, they're, but anyway, but the point is, they're, they're going to have room to spend, too. Like, even if they decide to cut back a little bit, like, payroll wise. So, like, so the six, there's six players under contract. There's 13 players eligible for arbitration. If we use the MLB trade rumors uh, projections for those. Um, plus Muncie, uh, that comes to 20 players for 136 million. Uh, their competitive balance tax number is about 132 and a half million. The CBT number this year is 237 million. So they got room to play like a little bit there. So that's that's going to be something. Now I will I'll imagine now those 20 players include uh, Gonsolin and May. So it's really 18 players. Like if you're roster building, mm-hmm. but you know there's. Yeah, there's all sorts of like ways to to go about that, but yeah, it's um, they they got they got room to do stuff. So we'll, we'll see. They got room to you know pay fifty million a year to say a two way player is going to be a, a one way player in twenty twenty four. Who knows? But 
Yeah, that, but that's where we're at. We're at the off season now, Jacob. I don't know if you knew that. <sighs> I what's what's interesting is I love the baseball season. I don't love sure. being that quick. I do. Uh, the, it's a whiplash. The, yeah, it's a, to to start it, it's always uh, a whiplash. And then there's a, there's always this period, and so, you know, it when when it's occurred has changed over the last few years, but where it's just. A bunch of stuff happens. You're like, oh, yeah, I love trades and all this is going. And then it's just dead forever. And you're just yes. like, we're spring training. Come on. Yeah. It's <sighs> uh, it, it's also this weird part of the baseball offseason or baseball right now because um, because the Dodgers were not competitive and the Braves lost in four games. Oh, by the way, all 300 win teams are lost. The 99 win Rays are out. Like, oh uh, yeah, I, I, the stat was something like the ni- teams that won 91 or more won one playoff game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the three teams left are 90, 90, 90, and 84 wins. And again, but all all I would argue, you, you could definitely argue they're all I think better teams than that. Like, but like, and they're pl- yeah. obviously playing well right now too. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. But also, the, the, so the weird part of that is that these series have gone so quickly, six sweeps in eight series so far, um, that we're sitting here recording on a Friday. There's no baseball Saturday. There's no there's baseball Sunday. So we've had uh, two full Major League off days uh, between both rounds, which is brutal. Uh, so there's a lot of, like you said, like a lot. It's, it's not the nothing of the offseason, but it's, it is like a – it's a weird lull in, in and it's um, also I'm I have a very hard time picking a team to root for here. It's the team that not it's a divisional rival that knocked the Dodgers off. It's yep. the Astros. It's the Phillies. Matt Stairs still haunts my dreams, and then <laughs> okay. it's the Rangers. And like you know, I guess that that kind of is like, well, that's nice. They have Corey Seager. We like Corey Seager, but they also might take Kershaw, and I can't. I- are, are you, you seeing like Clayton Kershaw sitting there, like presumably with ice on his shoulder at home, uh, like watching the World Series and go, "Man, they just won the World Series!" Mm. <laughs> like his phone's like buzzing, like they're FaceTiming him. Chris Young is FaceTiming him from the championship locker room. Oh, these are fun things to talk about and think about. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Uh, we're gonna have we we have not figured out our off season record schedule. We will probably not have another episode till. Uh, probably the end of the World Series, something like that. But we'll we'll get back to you at some point. I guess if there's if there's Dodgers news to talk about, uh, let, let's, if it, if there's Dodgers news between now and then, it's not going to be good news. So like that's going to be a weird <laughs> podcast. But uh, that's it. This is the Three Inning Save Podcast. Thank you for listening all season. Um, I'm Eric Steven. That's Jacob Burks. Thank you to Brian Salvatore for always making us sound the best we possibly can. And we will talk to you again in a few weeks. 